kind of king of the podcast or the new podcast it's still new been at it for a well this is the second season now so i guess i'm not a rookie i'm not sure about that but <laughs> sometimes i feel like one but hey still t jones out here in the ether doing his little uh weekly uh, little 30 minute wrap up of these knuckleheads on 90 day fiance and that's right we're doing the og we got the og back so, which is it good, you know, we kind of like to always get back to the basics over here because uh, they like to branch out on these shows a lot. And sometimes they get kind of stuck in their own branch out there. And sometimes we got to kind of shake that tree and rattle that cage, kind of get them back on track. But we're back on track with the OG and we are opening up this week with Benny and Ari as they uh, try to get all packed up been coming back to america and where benny just told his family they're kind of rocking and reeling and don't really know which way to roll about this you know they're of course his sisters have raised him and consider themselves you know his parents basically they have played that role in benny's life and have looked out for him and protected him and you know tried to you know guide him and point him in the right direction but they you know after this first experience with his first wife and first son they are on their guard and they have nothing to do with letting their guard down when it comes to Ari and they have cut Ari no slack and as unlikable and spoiled brat bitchy as Ari is and as much as you know we like to rag on her she's you know she don't deserve what the treatment that she's getting from these two bitches you know i mean come on ladies you're you know at least try to act like ladies you know <laughs> you're having a hard time doing that i mean you know we saw the old wine in the face hell <laughs> it would have been nice if she just got a glass of wine it was more like a damn bottle come on Yeah, well, it looked like she got a whole bottle on her face, did it not? I mean, God, she probably got drunk off of that, for God's sakes. I mean, geez, Louise, give me a break over here. <laughs> looked like, like a, I mean, that wasn't just a glass, man. I mean, that, <laughs> it was like a 16-ouncer, <laughs> like a 40, got dumped on her head over there, that poor girl. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she got good and drenched from that uh, wine over there, but, you know, she's keeping her head on and keeping focused and she's you know she, you know her, uh benny says look you know uh, despite the little argument we had last night <clears throat> we're leaving today and i don't want to leave on a bad note so can you know kind of get your stiff upper lip back and say goodbye and be civil and all that and she's going to 
you know, come on, man. They're the ones that are being assholes. I mean, why, <laughs> why do I got to lay prostrate for them? You know, I mean, I'm just moving on over here. You know, okay, I got a baby to worry about. I got a flight I'm packing for here. We got half of the world we got to cover. I'm going back home, you know. I'm got my mind on that, you know. And I'm not really thinking about your sisters all that much, you know. If they want to say goodbye, that that's all you know, that's all fine and good, you know, they at least got to meet me halfway, you know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, ladies. came to the airport uh, to say, Beanie, goodbye for the last time. We also want to say bye to Avi. Really? But uh, it's better to say goodbye to him alone. Alone, Beanie, oh, really? we don't want to face very alone. Well, there's a mother there, that's you know? That's not nice. Yeah. Already, we have drama yesterday. We don't need more today. That's really? stupid. He knew they didn't want to see me, and I just want to avoid them, get to the car, and just be done with that. And I don't blame you, honey. As far as I'm concerned, I would do the same exact thing. I'd just kind of keep my uh, head down and my eyes forward and stay focused with what I'm doing and just get through this. You know, as far as saying sorry, you know, <laughs> you know, I... I'm not sure uh, any saying sorry is going to really help. Is it going to help anybody? If anybody says sorry, what about what about the girls? The sisters? What you said is true. Uh, wine and uh, Addis fans is not correct. It's not right. But no. I, I really I don't want to pick <laughs> the fight with them. Just I want to say happy for me happy. going to move. Come on. And I have to say sorry about this. Yeah. Sorry. No. 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 Hundred percent. No. Oh hell no. She said like we're not important after we done everything to her. Like it hurts me. It hurts. Yeah, and after everything you did to her, it hurt. It hurt her. You guys hurt her too. Okay. And she did say if you wanted to come and say goodbye to the baby, you could. But you guys don't want to face her, okay? Now you're bitching her out, blaming her that you can't go kiss the baby. You can go kiss the baby all you want. It's because you don't want to face Ari is the reason you can't get to the baby. You got to go through the gatekeeper, which is the mother. Well, you know, you want to do a meter halfway, then just go kiss the baby, despite Ari being there or not. You want to kiss the baby or not? You want to say goodbye to the baby or not? Here's your opportunity. Oh, no. We're going to be the bitches over here with our noses plastered to the moon. And that's that's just how we're going to be. We're the bitches till the end. Ride or die, bitches we are. Yeehaw, little buck. <laughs> and next we have Kobe and Emily. Um, they're back in Kansas and Toto, too. Uh, <laughs> He's been greeted at the airport, Kobe, and he, of course, you know, wanted to meet his son uh, right away. But that didn't happen because old Emily wanted to meet something else before Kobe got to meet his son. So we see, uh, you know, we're, we're his son rates. <laughs> anyway, we're, uh, he regales us with his... Um, uh, side piece, well, maybe it's a side piece now, once uh, every this TLC audience sees him in his tighty-whities. Apparently, you know, he is a underwear model, 
in China he was an underwear model. I'm not sure how that worked. They didn't go into that at all. All they did is say that he's an underwear model and that they met in China. I don't... <laughs> okay, I'm trying to put something together there, but I can't, so I'm not even going to try, okay? <laughs> Anybody out there got got a clue on that one? Anyway, you know, they they're, they wake up in the hotel and uh, she gives us a... A dick report, you know, and, uh, you know, in the shower and a couple times in the bed. And and he's a freaking snorer. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's nice, Emily. Thanks for that. <laughs> he's a nice little snorer, Kobe is. Uh, I don't think I am. I, I don't think I'm a snorer. Honey, my snorer. <laughs> uh, they get in the car and it's time to go meet his son. Damn, can you believe it? After all that, they pile it up in a car and they're driving home. And he's like, man, I can't believe it. I'm going to meet my son. And he loses it in the car now. Okay. And he just starts crying and, you know, kind of loses his composure there. And she's. Take a deep breath. He starts kind of <laughs> kind of breathing heavy and hard and fast. And slow down there, dear. You're gonna hyperventilate. Just take take one little breath there. Calm down. All right, we're we're, we're getting there. She's gonna have to baby talk him, man. I mean, God, I hope she doesn't, because her baby talk just drives me crazy. They get there. Oh, look at here. Oh, it's dead. Who's this? Oh, who's that? Oh, God, I can't even imitate it. It's so annoying. But that's just, you know, the no kids for T. Jones and T. Jones talking there. So I'll apologize, folks. It's not that I hate kids. I love kids. They, you know, they taste like chicken, okay? No, no. As long as they're somebody else's kids, I love them. That's all. <laughs> Here, have your kid back. Thank you very much. So, yeah, tons of baby talk there as they enter uh, mom and dad's house. Oh, yeah, that's right. Staying with the parents. Oh, ain't that just wonderful. Another uh, daddy-in-law-to-be sponsor. So, he gets to... uh uh, mind your P's and Q's for you. And so anyway, they come in and meet the son and he loses it again in the house for God's sakes. And he just starts bawling all over again. And his parents are just kind of standing there like, you know how a dog sits there and looks, kind of cocks his head to the side, you know. <laughs> Mom and dad are over there kind of cocking her head over the side like... And then her Emily's sister comes in. Oh, hey, Kobe, how you doing? And, oh, yeah, that's right. You can hug him, you know. You know, he's so wound up with the kid, and he's and and he didn't even think to hug the parents, you know. And I'm I was sitting there watching. Oh, God, hug him! Come on, greet the parents. Parents, somebody do something. Finally, Emily Emily pipes up. Yeah, you could hug him. You know, it's okay. Come on, hug him already. Hug me. Bring it. Yeah, bring it in, guys. <laughs> bring it out. Bring it gone. Buh bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, he meets the parents and they hug it out. And uh, 
Yeah, so yeah, Kobe, he's all, he's overwhelmed with all of it, man. He don't know what the hell to think, you know. He's just, he's meeting the sun, he's meeting, you know, he's meeting everybody. Getting to meet Kobe for the first time. I couldn't take it, like, he was just so sweet, like. Yeah. That, because of him, like. Finally. It was just a very beautiful moment. Yeah, it was about time you met your son, you know, don't you think? <laughs> God, you may have, have to make him wait. That extra day, you know, so she could be uh, tended to. We'll just call it that. Anyway, and da anyway, they, yeah, and they, everybody meets, and dad's kind of taking it all in over there, you know? When Kobe was crying, that was really touching. I want to just kind of make him feel welcome, but, you know, I just don't know the guy at all, so I'm going to be very observant as to, um, Okay. You know, what his behavior is towards us and uh -huh. towards my daughter Alrighty. and, of course, my grandson. So I'm very nervous to see how it's all going <laughs> to play out. <laughs> you, you're nervous. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you're nervous. Not Probably not half as nervous as Kobe is. And he's made it known to us that he's, you know, he's a little on edge about all of this. So calm down there mister i think you're gonna be just fine and again the sooner you get out of mom and dad's place the better for everybody including mom and dad yeah that's right and our next lovely couple is patrick our new couple new couple on week three patrick no week four goodness patrick and thais that's right thais little brazilian hottie uh prettiest hottest no hottest girl patrick's ever seen in his life he says anyway patrick our musclehead friend he's up at 5 a.m every morning at the gym so that tells you what you need to know there uh he's really into it you know he got up to lifting eight or squatting or whatever 800 pounds okay i'm not even sure how much 800 pounds weighs <laughs> it's over probably about five of me something like that uh then he got into the the steroids and got caught doing that i guess he was doing pretty good at it you know i mean he you know you're up at 5 a.m every day uh, at the gym just uh you know living it and loving it eating it breathing it all that thing you know i mean he's just you know i mean he's totally into this business Pain this week to sleep in the bottom. <laughs> Pain this week to sleep in the bottom. Okay, there. Pain this weakness. Pain this weakness, sleep in the body. Okay, there, sunny boy. <laughs> that's uh, that's Patrick at about eight years old. Already pumping those dumbbells there, those, yeah, them dumbbells. Why do they call them dumbbells? Hmm, I wonder why. Huh, never thought about that. Interesting. But he was married before, and she was a weightlifter also. He was almost uh, good enough to be an Olympian, actually. He was flirting with being on the Olympic team. Uh, he won some awards, and uh, he was one of the you know strongest guys in the land there for a while at his zenith. But then you know he again he got caught doing the roids, and that took him down. He got caught a couple times, I guess. Once wasn't enough for Mister Patrick over there. <laughs> 
So he says it ruined my career. I'm thinking, well, what career? What career is there in weightlifting? What, what kind of a job do you get as a weightlifter? Is there a pro weightlifting tour, like the NFL or the NBA? Are the guys going around there and and they're you know their their tights with the chalk all over their hands, you know, and slapping themselves, slapping those pecs, you know, getting the blood flowing and all that and uh getting the blood in the in the places where you need it and leaving it dry where where you don't need it (laughs) you all can figure that one out for yourselves anyway he lives with his brother john because his first wife who was also a bodybuilder left him because when he got kicked out of uh the competitive side of weightlifting and all that she dumped his ass, so they got divorced. He got left with the house. Huh? Good, good job on that one. I'm not sure how he pulled that up. Anyway, he got the house. Good, good one. Patting you on the back there, Patrick. But he needed some help with the mortgage payments, so his brother John moved in. They've been there for three years, and John, you know, likes to have friends over, and they're nice, boisterous, as you know, guys are. Why shouldn't they be? You know, it's a bachelor pad, okay? And Patrick even calls it that. Says, well, yeah, we're batching it out here in the sticks in this big house, but I need help with the rent. And now Thais is coming, and she don't like noise, apparently. And she don't like uh, men and too much testosterone in the room. And, you know, she's thinking, yeah, I don't need to... A, a fucking party there every damn night of the week. You know, it's going to be my house when I get there, you know. It ain't going to be your party, okay? Sorry. Yeah, well, there, nobody's crying like Kobe was in the last segment, but... uh <laughs> He might be crying when she gets there because, uh, you know, it's it, <laughs> it's one thing to cook and try to cook boiled chicken and pass it off as good chicken to your brother John. It's going to be another thing trying to pass off peace and quiet to this little girl from Brazil who wants apparently peace and quiet. Or she just wants to be in bed all all day and all night and doesn't want anybody to hear. I'm not sure what her trip is. Uh you know, he learned Portuguese so they could uh, get along better. Good on you there, Patrick. She's learning English. I'm I'm thinking they learn it in school. Most countries teach English to their kids in school. When you hear, like, uh, <laughs> like when Mike went down to visit Jimena and walked in on that room full of people from different generations, three generations in there, and not one of them spoke any English. That told me either Colombia is a dumbass country or they're just one dumbass family. And I'm sure they learn English in their schools there too. And, and when it comes to that, you know, the Philippines is the same way. The the industrious, ambitious, more ambitious folks uh, retain English and use English. And the ones who don't give a shit, don't give a shit and just revert to the native tongue of their country, which is fine. But those who look beyond their own shores 
will retain and, and use English, and those who want to communicate with the world will retain and use English. And the same thing in Colombia, and I'm sure it's the same thing in Brazil, for God's sake. So her learning English now, when she probably went to school and learned English the whole way, but she didn't give a shit and didn't retain it. Well, now she's wishing she had, because now she just wants to tell John to shut up, and she can't. Because John's just telling her, hey, baby, it's okay, man. We're just having a good time over here. Park the car in there. Park your car in the yard there, Missy. Okay? <laughs> she's got a little Jasmine in her from Gino and Jasmine last time. Uh, she's got a little of that evidence report thing going on. She likes uh, to have Patrick with the location uh, beacon on his phone, which is stupidest fucking invention I've ever seen. Anyway, uh, so yeah, and he acquiesces because he doesn't want to fucking argue with your, with her. Well, <laughs> okay, if that's, you know, you're going to be doing that a lot about a lot of things. I can just tell you that right now. If you're doing that already about that, you're going to be doing that a lot of, about a lot. <laughs> so you keep the peace there, Patrick. I applaud you. Uh, good for not letting that house go in foreclosure. And for bringing your brother in. And we'll, and your brother asks us, is blood thicker than water? We'll see, yes. We're going to see, aren't we? We will see. And we catch up with our next couple, Miona and Jabron. Or Jabri. Keep calling them Jabron. Jeez, uh, I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> they wake up and he asks her, is my breath hot? I don't know, man. You tell me. Is my breath hot? Uh. <laughs> Who asked this? Is my breath? Is my? Is my breath hot? Yeah. Think about it. Let me see. Is my breath hot? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're just breathing it in my face, maybe so. Damn. Who asked that? Is my breath hot? Anyway, they go from that to uh, what's for breakfast. And, you know, immediately I'm thinking, you know, bacon and eggs and French toast, you know, and maybe a little hollandaise sauce on the side, you know, or hash browns and gravy. And, oh, no, no, no. Granola and fruit. Fruit and granola. <laughs> okay, well, if that's, uh, if you don't know how to freaking cook, that's what you're going to have for breakfast is fruit and granola. Ain't that just freaking wonderful? Fruit and granola, yeah. Okay, let's be a let's be a, a squirrel while we're at it. Okay, honey, you need to unpack your bags. It's the first day in America. You can unpack your bags now. You don't need to leave them in that stinky bag. Oh, don't put it on the bed either, by the way. Uh, no, I don't think I'm gonna unpack the bags yet. I'm, you know, I mean, we're not staying, you know, that long, right? Right? Well, right. <laughs> Well, we need some money, honey. And we can just run out to L.A. without any cabbage in our pocket. So, you know, how do you think that's going to happen? Well, that's your job to figure out how we're going to have my beach wedding, okay? Because that's what I insist on. I don't care if you have money or not, but we're having that beach wedding, okay? And I'm not talking, you know, a, a, a lake beach. I'm talking a saltwater beach, all right, honey? <laughs> she smiles. Uh... We really got to cook, she says. Are you kidding? Well, we got to go shopping first. Let's go. And they pack it up and go to the grocery store. And she's going, 
wow, things are different. Of course, if we go to another country, we're not supposed to notice the differences or we're being too American. We're being colonial. <laughs> you know, I, I dare you. Any, Of course, that's said by people who have never traveled. Uh, <laughs> so go to a place like Bangladesh or the Philippines or, you know, you name one of those rundown places. And I dare you to not notice the differences. Anyway, uh... Eight burritos for three dollars? You gotta be freaking kidding me. No way. Eight burritos for three dollars? Come on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what eight dollars, or that's what three dollar burritos will get you there, honey. <laughs> gas. American gas. <laughs> uh... Anyway, she starts. They start talking about the band, and yeah, as you know, talking about we gotta have money. Yeah, we gotta get the band back together, there, dear, so we can make some money, so we can get you to California for your little beach wedding, right? Well, I, pff, band schman, you know that means you're gonna hey start hanging out with David. Well, yeah, him and me kind of started it all, you know. We're kind of the leaders of the band. Hello, you want to break us up now? What? Are you going to be Linda Eastman breaking up the Beatles? What are you doing over there? Well, I, first of all, he, he, you know, I don't like his mouth. And I don't think he has a right to have an opinion about me. Hey, Missy, anybody has a right to their opinion about anything, okay, or anybody, okay? You do think you came from heaven, don't you? Oh, nobody's supposed to have an opinion about you except that you came from heaven. Fuck that, lady. Stop it over there. God. People weren't trying to like you, and you're trying to be unlikable. You're going out of your way. It's very unbecoming to, to be like that, okay? So they, <laughs> they cooked up this, this uh, tar chicken alfreda. I don't know, man. Like rubber, Brian called it. Then he went and lied to him and said, oh, it's not bad. <laughs> The looks on their faces told you otherwise. Pass the hot sauce, please. <laughs> chicken Alfredo. Now, they couldn't get, you know, some little chicken pieces and uh, <laughs> some pre-cooked chicken and some noodles and put it in a, put, you know, and just soften the, you know, boil the noodles up, you know, in a jar of Alfredo sauce. Maybe a can you know, maybe some green beans on the side. You know, God, how can you... All the cooking shows on TV. How can you not know how to cook? How can anybody not know how to cook, man? Watch Emerald Live, all right? Just people who don't know how to cook out there. Just binge up, do a search, and find Emerald Live. And watch old reruns of Emerald Live from like 10, 20 years ago, okay? Now, you want to... If you ask me, you watch a show like that, and you're going to realize that cooking is a man's sport. It really is. Bam! Okay, and that's what Emerald would do when he'd add 10 tons of garlic to a dish because it was just always a, the right thing to do. More garlic, please. Bam! <laughs> Love that guy. Love Emerald. And we come up upon our next couple, Cara and Guillermo. 29 and 23. Guillermo from Venezuela. He got the hell out of Venezuela and landed where his brother did before in the DR, Dominican Republic. So he's been hanging there with his expired passport. Uh, basically a man without a country. Until he meets Cara, who sweeps him off his feet. 
And now here, next thing you know, she's uh, on 90 Day Fiance and coming to America. Yeehaw. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, right? He's enjoying the horses and the cows and the cars and the hay bales and <laughs> driving through the pasture land of uh, Virginia, I guess. I think that's where they're going. And he's talking about, you know, how things are organized. And then the next breath, he's talking about Duck Dynasty and... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's put all that together, why don't we, while we're at it. <laughs> but he's liking the, the southern the drawl, and he's going, yeah, man, why say, you know, Alabama when you say Alabama, you know, say it, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama. That's right. All summer long. Yeah, well, Guillermo, he's going to have himself a good time when he uh, lands and gets his feet on the ground here in America. I think he's going to have a wonderful time. As long as she don't ride his ass so hard. And I'm, we're starting to see it already, Dan. He wants to get a computer. And she's saying, well, we don't have the money for a computer and you don't need a computer. We don't have, we got $6,000 and I don't want to spend a thousand of it on a computer. Well, you don't need to and you can just get one for about a buck ninety nine, right? Radio Shack, right? I mean, come on, Radio Shack was good enough for young Sheldon. And it's good enough for you, Cara. So get your little pedal, your little butt down there to Radio Shack and get your boy... Get your man a fucking computer, even if it ain't an expensive one. He doesn't want an expensive one. He just wants one. Okay, now go down there and get it. Some of that money is his. Now, disperse the funds there, Smissy. Uh, yeah, Duck Dynasty. <laughs> you notice they didn't mention the name of that show on there, but we all know who he was talking about. <laughs> the Beard Boys. Uh, yeah, everything's triple size here in America, man. Even the showers are fucking triple hot, man. Yeah, I could relate to him talking about the no hot water because, you know, I went to the Philippines for three months. The last My last trip to the Philippines. Oh, did I mention that? I went to the Philippines for three months? Really? Well, what about the wife? Uh, the wife stayed home. That's right. My Filipino wife stayed home and held down the fort. While I, her wonderful husband, went to the Philippines for three months. Okay? And uh, what did I do? I hung, hung out for three months in the Philippines. I have stories. Okay? I don't have one ready for you now. But it's just the story that I went there. And while well, the wife stayed home. I dare any of you husbands out there to try to, to uh, top that. Okay, that's all. Uh, yeah, a $200 computer is all he's looking for over here. But no, she's telling him what he can spend money on now. And she's telling him what he needs and what he wants and how to tell the difference and what to uh, knuckle under to and what not to knuckle under to. And she says, you're going to knuckle under to me because, oh, that's right, Guillermo, you already got it. She's the boss, right? That's right, that's Kara. That's right, that's Kara. 
just like a boss, baby. That's right. Uh, our friend Kara, just like a boss. What every man needs to have a bossy wife. And here he hasn't even married her yet. And she's already uh, carrying the torch. So knock it off, honey. Skip it over there and settle down. Finally, and let your man, hey, shut up over there. Shut up over there. I don't know who that was. Sorry about that. Anyway... That's Kara over there uh, trying to be bossy. That's what that was. Anyway, come on, uh, Kara. Lighten up, Francis. And let the kid, uh, you know, be a man, okay? He's here now. He came here. Now let's uh, all be here and do the right thing. And do right by your man. That's all. Come on, Kara. And we come up to our last couple, Bilal and Shida. That's right, from Trinidad. Uh, this is the day they meet the family, Shida, that is, and, uh, she's still a little upset by the prank. Well, whatever, mom's coming over. They all knew about the prank, and they all thought it was damn funny, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, keeping it all in the family, right? You just got pranked, bro! <laughs> <laughs> you just got pranked, bro! <laughs> Yeah, that's how the family felt about it. She's uh, she's basically getting over it because she's basically got no choice now, does she? Either get over it or don't get over it. Anyway, she meets the mom, comes over, and the sister and the brother, and they all meet, and you know everything seems to be real nice and sweet, and uh, it was a nice greeting. Uh, <laughs> Mom thinks uh, that Shida is, is a kind-hearted spirit. <laughs> At least she thinks she's a kind-hearted, she says. Yeah. And she's got a kind heart. Yeah, a kind heart. Well, at least that's what Bamal mom says. She's a kind spirit with a kind heart. So, and, and she's real. Anyway, they all end up having a nice chuckle over the prank once they all put it out there on the table. And uh, she's thinking, yeah, when I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I, I was thinking of my grandma's ceiling because I grew up in a house kind of like that where the ceiling was falling in, you know. And so I go from Trinidad to this, really? Oh, that's what she said, Mom asked. Well, is that how she felt about it? Well, you know, okay, all right there, Missy. Anyway, uh... What about the kids? Are you going to have any kids over there? Uh, you're 37. You've never been married. You know, this, his sister is asking this. And I'm not sure where she's going. If she's trying to put her down because she's never been married. Or if she's putting her down because she has no kids at 37. Or never been married at 37. I don't know. The biological clock starts screaming so loud that everybody hears it. But the the lady that where the clock resides... <laughs> And they everybody turns and looks at Bilal and, huh? What? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like kids. I mean, come on, look at me. I love kids. Look at this face. I mean, come on. I mean, I, come on. Hello, why are you looking at me? I love kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, we'll we'll see how it goes. Is what uh, Shida says. And you know, I try to bring it out the kids and other things, but he's real good at avoiding it and turns it around and says it's, you know, on me. And 
and you know basically avoid the conversation but you know what without the convo there ain't gonna be no marriage so you might as well just figure out what you're gonna say over there blah about the kids and other things and you got what 89 days left to do it yeah i think you could probably pull it off i don't see why not uh <laughs> she seems to be a pretty easygoing gal she seems to be rolling with the punches quite nicely and I like her, so if I like her, you know, she must be okay, right? I mean, T. Jones, I'm a loving soul. And I love you people who are out there listening and uh, enjoying the wrap-up here of these knuckleheads on this 90-day show. I try to keep it at 30 minutes. I think I went a little over here, but where other people like to go, you know, an hour and a half and whatnot, I like to keep it nice and short and sweet. Keep it simple, stupid, right? That's what T. Jones is into, kind of getting the point out there and, you know, making sure I get it across in as few words as possible. So... I think it's time we go ahead and wrap it up here. I'm ready to wrap it up. You're probably all ready too. <laughs> so we'll bring in the old song and we'll wrap it up. And you know how I like to wrap this show up. And that's to let everybody out there know. And I do believe this because it's not a bad thing to for everyone to know. And it is true that chauvinism is not dead. <laughs>